This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Hi. Are you aware that you're listening to the Blockade Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. And me, Jared Morgan. That's right. Today, we're going to be doing Random Acts of Pinball. I have no idea what that actually means, but that's what we're doing. Hey, Jared. I'm good. How are you going, Chris? I'm not too shabby at all. Uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about... um, Doctor Who, we also talked a little bit about the Zen tables. Um, I got to take a look at Doctor Who in DX11. Um, I read through all the instructions, and Mm. I can formulate a few more opinions now. I will say this. None of what I'm about to say is in any way Farsight's fault. Um, just kind of observations about the table and that, and it was kind of surprising to me considering the era of the table, but there's not really modes, are there? There's more like combos that you're setting off in, uh, in order to score the mode, you might say, in order to collect a doctor. Um, and, and it's, you know, hitting combos before the timer runs back out on them. Uh, That's right. To like boost your score, basically. That's how you get massive scores in this game. You shoot the hand on ramp build it up until you basically have maximum multiplier and then start multi-ball and start shooting Daleks and keep on topping up the ramp as you're in multi-ball to get things like Supreme Daleks and Emperor Daleks and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so I thought that was kind of bizarre, interesting. I'm not sure how I like that yet because, again, I haven't put in hardly any time on it. Um, just it's too tough. Busy with work. It's, it's but, hard to keep that ramp going in multi-ball. Like you've, you've got to make a concerted decision to go, wrong and to trap some balls. I'm going to try and shoot hang on all the time. So you've got to like trap a ball long enough that you can shoot it up the, um, the hang on passage. So you can then shoot the, um, the hang on ramp and then keep that ball going while you've got another ball trapped. So it's a really big juggling act to try and get it right. Which that's my other comment. Trapping balls. My God. Lightning flippers suck, man. (laughs) That's all I could say. I, I I have discovered that balls that normally would have done a dead pass on were just going straight down the drain um, mm. just because they're not hitting on, I, I guess, where they're hitting on the flipper bat with it being slightly shorter or something. I don't know. Um, because it's such a shallow throw on the flip itself, catching a ball is really, really yeah, you got to really be concentrating. It's not just, oh, I'll just hold my you know flipper while another ball is bouncing around and probably one will catch. You know, it's certainly, none of that. Um, no, it's certainly not the uh, the crazy Gottlieb guaranteed <laughs> catch flippers, which you know would trap a ball going at eight hundred miles an hour. Yeah, um, so if you want to make your head spin, you know, go from playing uh, uh, ball wizard, ball wizard to, to playing that. You're right, and just be like um, ah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a it's a mind frack for sure. The other thing is, what the heck is up with the audio? I can't understand a word that is being said. I mean, everything to me sounds like. What? What was that? And God forbid if a Dalek actually talks, because then it's it's very um, not mm. Farsight's fault, but spectacular audio capture. (laughs) Um, 
very, very well. There's a lot of speech in it. You see, like there's there's quite a bit of speech stuff in it. So they probably had to compress everything down quite a lot to fit it on the ROMs. I guess um, all of it, all of it coming from an AM transistor radio that's barely got the station in tune. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a bit rough. It sounds better with headphones on. Um, I think I had headphones in. Oh, and it dear. still was just, I mean, I can kind of make out what the doctors are saying, but the Daleks is just like, good night, whatever. I have no clue what they're saying. So uh, I can understand. I'm, and, and especially coming off of playing the Zen tables, where it's, it's a pretty nice clear. audio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pristine audio. So yeah. I'm very curious to see when uh, Farsight comes well with Doctor Who Regenerated this coming month. Uh, what so they've done with that. Yeah. Well, because they've got all their own audio. That's so right. I'm trusting that it's going to sound miles better. Um, yeah. And if that's the well, case, if, sound, oh, yeah, if it is a case cleaner. that the layout is the same, if the layout mm. is the same and the gameplay is more or less the same, I mean, how can it not be, you know, uh, there might be some slight different scoring methods or whatever, but I very well might wind up just playing the regenerated version just for the audio alone. Mm, yeah, I, I think so too. I think, uh, well, it's still going to be mono because the sound won't be stereo because the yeah, fast I'm not side concerned about the mono. Sound. I'm just concerned about the clarity. The bit rate and the fact that it's actually audio recorded from a voice that's not then tried to be downsampled right. to the point where they can fit it on a ROM and then play back. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like a, the worst type of way to record audio, but um, not much you can do when you're trying to emulate old tables. Uh, not so yes. much. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to be interested with the sound package in general. Um, I I will reserve my judgment until I hear it. Um, I hope there's a lot of like orchestral music like you get in the shows. I was doing my part. I was wearing my blockade t-shirt on uh, our film set. And oh. uh, one of the kids came up to me and was like, What's, what's Blockade? Or, oh, I know what he was doing. Well, so I was wearing the T-shirt. He kind of asked Blockade, and I said, oh, it's a podcast. And then he grabs the, uh, this, this kid's 11. He grabs our uh, uh, boom operator. He grabs his boom pole and then puts the mic in front of me. And he's like, what do you guys talk about? And so I said, well, here, I'll do, my, I'll do the opening and let you hear what it sounds like. And so I, you know, in my deep timber, I yes. did the immediate, you were listening to the Blockade podcast. And I rattled through that and, Yep. impressed the socks off him, which I was like, really? My opening impressed somebody? Oh, yeah, you're 11. But um, <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. so then, and then he goes, well, what do you guys talk about? And I said, pinball. But then what do you talk about? <laughs> and I went, well, I go, do you, are you, do you know about the, the pinball app? Oh, yeah, 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 I know about that. I go, okay, well, we talk about that and tables that are coming out and, and how to play. But then what? <laughs> and then? And then? Yeah, yeah. And, and then? then? <laughs> no, and then. Um, so yeah, I thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of amusing. Um, you have gotten now a chance to mess around with the new Zen tables. Thoughts? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I've been playing both of them. I've decided to give both a try. 
Um, down here in Australia, it's uh, with the current exchange rate, it's about $6.50 for the pack. Um, Australian pesos, $6.50 Australian pesos, so that's fun. Although apparently, when I shared, I said the cost of power in Australian dollars, <laughs> when I tweeted it out to Zen and a couple of other people were going, oh, that's funny, because in the EU, it's actually a little bit more expensive than converted than it is in Australia. So ah. there you go. Uh, we're getting a little bit of a cut down here. They're feeling sorry for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I've played um, uh, Women of Power and A-Force, I gave both of them a go. I think um, A-Force is probably my preferred table. Um, well, Women I'm, of Power is the pack, Jared. So it's A-Force yeah, well, sorry. Champions. A champions, champions, yes. yeah, that's right. So champions, yeah, it's okay. It, it is very, I see what you mean about the Scooby-Doo running noises <laughs> and all the, um, yeah, all the Hanna-Barbera sounds. Right. Like it's like they've just gone to Hanna-Barbera. Exit stage left. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was expecting it. I really was. So yeah, champions. Um, it, it's a very bizarre table. You could tell it's a, a a Zoltan table. Yeah, it's like wow, dude. There's there's some bizarre shot transitions in that. Like you shoot it up one passage and it just loops around and comes out this fake wall and then back <laughs> to the upper. Floor. It's like what the? <laughs> like I said, habit trail hell. Um. And just and the thing that really catches me every single time on that table is the speed that the ball exits from the return lane wires, habit rails. Jeez, it flies off those things. It's yeah. like the it's like they don't actually have ends on them. And it just the ball just goes straight off them without having to hit on anything before it drops down to the table. It's ridiculous speed. It's ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, that should be in the, that should be in Tesla table now. Since uh, it should be Teslas have ludicrous yeah. speed buttons on them now. Um, so, uh, did, did you feel that? Did you feel that? No, I know that you have also commented that A Force, because uh, you've commented on your Twitter that it was very bounty, like I already said. But did you mm. find that with champions that it was bouncier than at least normal for Zoltan? Absolutely, it's great. Yeah. Like the amount of bounces in that table now, and just the the sort of slightly higher strength of pop bumpers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's good. He's finally taking some cues from the other designers. Yeah, about what actually works in the market today. Um, and I think that's really good because both of those tables as a pack, that they, they don't feel like they're done by, like they don't feel radically different as far as the underlying physics um, go. Whereas, you know, you look at a lot of the other tables in um, Marvel and they are all over the place as far as physics go. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think Aliens is also pretty consistent as well. Um, like they got the same type of tuning in that. But then you go look at... Um, uh, what was it? Star Wars tables, and they, again, they they differ between sort of the release eras that they came out in. So, right. Well, I mean, yeah, because the all the movie tables are all well, they're all designed by the same guy, so they all feel exactly mm. the same. But you're right. Yeah, you play Masters of Force, and then you know, hop into Return of the Jedi, and it's like whiplash on your head. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, so. it's it's really, really hard to switch. So yeah, it's good to hear had that consistency in the table pack, I think. Um, the, the, what was I going to say? It was uh, about mode starting. I think I kind of like the different ways you can start the modes in A-Force. There's a couple of different like paths you can do to, to yes. start the modes I found. That's nice. So you don't have to do the same shot over and over again to get 
the mode started. Yeah, I think um, they've figured out a good variety. Um, it, it's it's interesting that Zen has figured out uh, take a lot of cues and lessons from mainly Bally and Williams tables, I would say, and probably mm. modern day Stearns, uh, even to a larger extent. I can see a lot of influence of modern day Stearns in their tables recently. Um, yeah, as opposed to if they were taking their cues off of a Gottlieb or Data East, um, mm. yeah. where it's one shot tables, you know, and that's about it. That, so. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. Um, I'm still. Uh, I've worked out how to start the modes in um, the champions, but like it, it was going, what is that ring going backwards and forwards? What am I supposed to do with that? I guess I'll shoot it. And then, oh, look, I'm in a warp mode. This is how you actually start a, a mode, it seems. Or it's all very confusing. Like it's I said, it's, of... it's a quidditch hoop. <laughs> it is. It's a quidditch hoop. It totally is. Um, I mean, yeah, if they were going to do a Harry Potter table, boom, there you go. That's that's exactly what I would have expected. <laughs> yep, they can totally reuse that for the Harry Potter table. I don't know why they're not, honestly, seriously. That would just be a gimme license, that one, as far as being able to do stuff in pinball. Maybe, maybe we should suggest that, uh, you know, get a hold of Barbie and, uh, and, and say, uh, hey, you know, once you spread the news, there is a new movie coming out and uh, why don't you guys get on that and then you can redo the uh, old movies <laughs> yeah exactly one table for each movie i mean that would not be that hard to do um they could they would have heaps of material for, oh my god for each table yeah they would that'd be yeah that'd be a really good license for them to to secure get a hold of get into business with warner brothers since farsight uh can't seem to get in business with warner brothers they, they can't get a beer in a pub <laughs> as far well, as Warner Brothers go. Warner Brothers was rather expensive um, compared to the other mm. studios, uh, which is a shame because there's quite a few Warner Brothers properties in the pinball world. And mm. that kind of affected, we believe. So it's been, I'm, well, I'm not going to say announced, but the clue was given as to what the Halloween table is going to be. And it was met with wild disappointment because it was not either... Uh, Nightmare on Elm or Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street or Tales from the Crypt. Now, so for those people who didn't see the clue, it was a, uh, a trombone, trumpet, a trombone, trombone. and a and, cocktail. And no, and then Buster Poindexter. But that's who it was. Oh, I had no idea who that person was. So you, I was going. Remember, feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so if you take the bone from Trombone and the Buster from Buster Poindexter, you get it's bone, bone busters. Yay! Gottlieb premiere. Yay! Now I have. I've never yeah. played Bone Busters, so. Nor have I. Nor have I, but I can say this: it's a Gottlieb premiere. It's a gutly so, premiere, yeah. You're already, it's already swirling the drain, in my opinion. Um, it is. It is. Oh boy. And then, and then the 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 amount of bile that was thrown at it in our forum from people that have played it, saying that it's one of the more terrible gutly premieres, is kind of it can't be much more terrible than that stupid class of eighteen twelve. That's a game that I. <laughs> That's uh, about it's second in line from going nuts. That one for me, yeah. it's just so kitschy and horrible. And yeah, the the kitty wrap rubbish in it that is in there is just terrible, terrible. Well, it, uh. I equate that to it's what happens when uh, uh, 
well, I guess they weren't old in that era, but when middle-aged men that were white decided that, oh, the kids are into rap. Let's make a we rap. Let's make, the, <laughs> let's make these spooks rap words, and it's going to be so hip and cool, daddy-o. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I looked up some videos of Bumbusters just to see what we're in for. Mm. and immediately was turned off by the color of it. Mm. <laughs> and then I heard some of the audio, and I just kind of went, oh, Gottlieb premiere tables. Yeah, <laughs> I want to I see the travesty that we're going to be getting. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. Would I have rather had Freddy, the Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street table? No, honestly, because I've played that, and I don't think that that would be getting hardly any play for me either. I, it didn't interest me. Um, I am with everybody being bummed that it's not Tales from the Crypt because I think that would have been a good oh, title. Man. That would be such a good title to have. Yeah. But you know what, folks? This is what you get when you insist on Farsight always releasing a holiday, or a, not a holiday, but a Halloween-themed table um, because there's not that many Halloween-themed tables left. And... <sighs> Jeez, it really is. It does look like another class of eighteen twelve. I'm looking at the the just the playfield on it. I'm just going, oh god. Yep. yep. And it's one of those. It's one of those where I looked at pictures from what people have done in visual pinball yeah. compared to the people that are actually playing the table and moving the camera. And mm -hmm. it's one of those where the toys in the back area of the table don't seem to translate that well to a static image. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's very busy up the back there. Jeez, it is. It's very it's... busy, and that has me worried too. Um, although, again, hats off to Farsight. You did a pretty dang good job on Doctor Who with the uh, time expander. Mm. Um, that does look well-defined. There's a some sort of... I'm just looking at the, the playfield. The thing that jumped out at me when I first had a look at it is that on the upper left flipper, there's like a pop bumper. And the, the pop bumper is like half a pop bumper, like the skirt underneath it that triggers the pop bumper. It's like a special skirt. It's only half of it. That area on the, wait, on, on the left, and no, I was thinking the area on the right. I don't know what this on the mm -hmm. left. I didn't take that long of a look. Yeah, it's on the left. It's very so bizarre. Basically, I'll, say, I'll put it to you this way, folks. You paid for Bone Busters, you're going to be playing Doctor Who Regenerated. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, well, it's going to be a two-pack. It's going to be a two-pack. Oh, you reckon? Well, they already said that Doctor Who Regenerated is coming out next month. Yeah, so it'll be a separate purchase, surely. New, like you can choose. It should have been a free purchase with Doctor Who. They never said mm. they were going to make it a separate purchase. Oh, um, okay. The Kickstarter we'll always sure that... was, was both tables. So I don't think... Oh, okay. At all, I think instead that it's just going to be, hey, we go. I think they intended all along to have it come out with Doctor Who, and I just don't think they had it prepared in time. Oh, um, okay. Is what I, if if I had to guess properly, that's what I would guess. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I've never played it before. I should reserve my judgment about what it's going to play. <laughs> it looks like it has a. It almost looks like it has up the back there, which has some sort of jumpy rampy thing. It's got a back. jumpy ramp. Uh, into a chair, and what it's got is a domed piece of metal that basically, so if the ball was jumping up, 
the metal acts as a roof to guide the ball then into the slot that it's going into. Okay. So it's like a reverse loop, if you will. Okay, fair enough. Again, you only get that if you see the table from the from a side angle. Um, yeah, okay. It's also, it, it got, one. It's also got these uh, metal rods coming out uh, from the, the chair they're calling it. I guess it's supposed to be an electric chair, maybe. I don't know. Um, mm. it, it's hard to tell what that is supposed to be. Um, but I, one video I watched was, um, they did a custom bone busters and he was showing all the things that they added and where they had added lights. And if you watch where they added lights compared to somebody that doesn't have those in, this is a dark table, dark table. Yeah. Um, the whole lower left side of the table from the halfway down, it's dark. There's next to no lights. There's no lights underneath the, uh, slingshots. Yeah, there's not. Eh? There's, no. there's nothing at all. It's really no. weird. And so this is these are things that the TNT guys then wound up putting in. And I was like, well, that's oh, awesome boy. what you guys did. Too bad we're not going to get to see well, any of that. We're never going to see this. No. Uh, this is going to be, yeah, very, very bad. Oh, well. Let's, yep. <laughs> let's wait and see, I guess. So uh, for those of you not playing at home, uh, Sven is here in our comment section and uh, throwing all sorts of information at us. Um, I'll just give you the highlights of what he's been saying. He says that Doctor Who Regenerated is not just a reskin, but it's also a revamp. He mm-hmm. says that uh, that he thinks Doctor Who is two separate purchases. Um, so because it was two different Kickstarter tiers, who knows? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess we'll all find out. Yeah, pretty much. I think we will. And it'll be next month, apparently, which will be interesting. Uh, so we'll wait and see. I'm just looking at this boom, bone buses. It's a lot of it's a lot of 80s pink in there. Oh, <laughs> that's the other thing the TNT guys did. They removed all the pink. Oh, yes. That, that's a, a very good decision because, boy, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah. It is ugly. Ugly. So don't do what I did. Don't look up that video on YouTube and then go, oh, that's not too bad because that ain't what we're getting. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. So uh, that's about all the pinball talk we have for you folks. So if that's all you came for, go away. Warning. The following contains little to no actual talk about pinball. But if yeah. you came for what our motto is, which is... Pinball movies, snacks, mostly pinball. We're not going to go into the movies route. We're going to talk snacks. Yeah, it's snacks, yeah, because there's things happening. a long time. There's things happening down here in Australia. We are becoming more and more like our sister country, America. <laughs> well, we're sister country, are we? We may as well be. So we are getting. Are you, are you guys removing the Union Jack from your flag and uh, and putting a little uh, stars and stripes? Now, now, what we're doing is we're going to put a big picture of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton mashed together as oh, one. You poor bastards. <laughs> so we've got a um, uh, a Carl's Junior. Um, apparently, there is one already open up at Brisbane Airport. Okay. Um, so. They, it's not where they're stopping though. They're actually going to be, whoa. Don't know if you can hear that, but that was loud. <laughs> Thanks, Carl's Jr., for opening up a, uh, <laughs> a video as soon as I open your website. Good, good work there. <laughs> um, so, 
Um, yes, we have a Carl's Jr. at Brisbane Airport, but there are plans to um, branch out even further than that. So, um, so there's one so I'm at... Gonna, I'm going to express this because you probably don't know this, Jared. Here in America, mm. Carl's Jr. is a uh, western half of the United States franchise. They are not okay. completely national. Um, they okay. went ahead and bought out on the other side of the country a franchise called Hardee's. Oh, so, okay. But they kept the Hardee's name on the East Coast. They kept uh, Carl's Jr. here on the western half of the states. Um, but they serve mm -hmm. the same food, but they name the food differently for each location, strangely enough. Um, so this is a mm -hmm. uh, yeah fast food burger joint, uh, and Carl's is the anti-McDonald's, anti-Burger King, and that they like to sell all of their burgers with a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. I've seen the ads for them. And, uh, yeah, it's all about the sex with them. And all about the um, the thick burgers as well, apparently. The it's thick burgers, the yep. thick patties. Mm. Yep. Um, for a while there, Jared, they had a campaign going on here called If It, <laughs> if it Doesn't Get all, of your, all Over the Place, It Doesn't Belong in Your Face. And, oh, okay. And they purposely <laughs> overloaded the burgers with condiments so that when you bit into them, it just squirted out of yep. the side of the burger. Um, that, didn't oh. last, that didn't last too long because people were like, you know, when I'm driving, the Get last thing I need is a whole glob of ketchup, mustard, and pickles dropping in my lap. <laughs> well, number one, you should be eating the bloody burger when you're driving, you freaking <laughs> dirt yeah, that. Who's that? Come on. You know. Burger in one hand, soda in the Certainly. other, knee, knee driving with the, the wheel. Sounds well, you know, you can eat your fries. You can eat your fries, no problem at all, with, um, with, uh, uh, while you're driving. I mean, we do that all the time here, but a burger, I don't know, it's something that you want to actually pay attention to and give it the, the attention that it deserves because these burgers do look good. So. Carl's is actually my preferred burger joint um, for cheap burgers. For cheap burgers, because uh, you guarantee they won't be cheap here. <laughs> They'll be very expensive here. Well, no. Well, okay. The thick burgers are a little more expensive, but for their basic burger, um, I find it to be way more tasty than a McDonald's burger, and I like it better than a uh, Burger King burger. Um, if mm, I want to go that okay. step up, then that's when I go to an In-N-Out. But um, yep, that's for right. the for the grab it in five minutes as opposed to sitting in line at In-N-Out for a half an hour. Um, yeah, that is true. You do do that if you go if you go there at peak times. It's crazy. Now, unfortunately, uh, uh, Carl's has natural cut fries. Um, okay. Little bits of skin on the on the fry itself. Yeah, but that's they good. Used, they used to have the crinkle cut fries, and I'm a huge fan of the crinkle cut fries. Mm. Um, oh, they got crisp cut fries. They do have uh, crisp cut fries. It looks good. Um, so fortunately for me, though, right next door to our Carl's Jr. is a Del Taco, which you have no clue about that either, Jared. No. Um, but Del Taco has crinkle cut fries. So I'll go through one drive-through for the burger, and then I pull right into the next drive-through, and I get my fries, and then I'm all happy and go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. I love that you can just go. I don't even need to leave my car. I'll just oh, go. Oh, absolutely and... not. Yeah. Yeah. Right through. Because it, it is. It is America. Um, you don't need to get out your car do, do to do you not have, Do you not have drive-throughs? We have drive-throughs, yeah, but they're not okay. usually that tightly located. We actually do have this place down in North Lakes that you can go to KFC, you can go and get your chicken, and then you can yeah. go directly the out of bird. that one. Yeah, the Dirty Bird, and you, yeah. you drive out of there, and you can go into this Beefy's Pies place where you can get a pie, and okay. then you can drive out of there and go drive through a Gloria Jean's Coffee, 
and get a coffee to take out as well. All from the company. Is, is, is Beefy's a meat pie or is it a, a dessert? It's, it's, I think they've got um, beef, like meat and um, sweet and savory pies. Um, okay. So you can get whatever you like and sausage rolls and all the good things. Okay. Um, so you can really, you could go to town. You could go and get yourself a, a bucket of chicken, a pie and, uh, and a, a, a skim coffee because, you know, um, you, you want to be watching your weight. Yeah, you got to uh, watch your weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah. So this will be come really out with a interesting. You a bucket of chicken, a yeah. whole bunch of pastry pies. Get the diet drink. Yeah. Get the diet drink. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't. You don't need all that sugar. Like, you know, that's not you. No, you don't need that much sugar. As I, where's my Slurpee? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh you know what? We've got sleeping news as well. So for oh. ages here, um, for ages here, McDonald's were undercutting 7-Eleven terribly on their um, frozen beverages. So you could get a large frozen Coke here um, for $1. And it's like for the same size cup at 7-Eleven, it was $3. Okay. So obviously 7-Eleven usually aren't in the same places as McDonald's are. So that was fairly okay. But now they're launching this big ad campaign where you can go and get dollar Slopies. So they're up in their game. It's going to be a loss leader for them because they'll be able to, you'll be able to go there and get most of the 7-Elevens here are actually attached to a fuel station. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they're basically like the, um, yeah, uh, the, uh, you drive and get your fuel, go in and pay because they don't ever have pay at the pumps um, over here. Oh. Because um, we have that in a number of locations over here. You can actually just go and put your credit card through the, the machine yep. and you don't even need to step forward into the, the shop. Nope. Uh, which is great. Um, so, yeah, uh, good for when you're riding a motorcycle because you don't need to take off your helmet and all that. You just basically get your fuel and go. Um, but it's bad because they don't get to upsell you, of course. So, um, but with Sim Living, you have to go into the store. So, you know, for an extra dollar, getting a large Slurpee, it's a pretty hard sell. Um, Do you, does uh, I know that you guys got the Costco there in Australia. Yes, we do. Do you have yep. the Costco gas? Yes, we do. That's where I get my my fuel from, my gasoline. Okay. It is actually called Costco gasoline here too. It's not called Costco petrol or Costco fuel. Oh, it's gasoline. Um, it's Costco gasoline. Yeah, nice. it is. They have kept the branding, and people go, "Well, it's not gasoline. We're in Australia." It's like, well, you know, dude, it's an American company, so build a bridge <laughs> and get over it, and um, shut up and just enjoy the cheap fuel. Because exactly, and then and the beauty is, is, is that you'd never get to. Well, at least for us, it's totally pay at the pump. Uh, there is mm. no quick sale there. There is no, no there person isn't. to talk to. Uh, the only disappointing part that I find about the Costco gas experience is that they do not have the wiper or the uh, uh, window cleaner. There no, by the side. they don't even have an air pump. They don't even have an nope. air pump. Or anything. Nope. It's just fuel and bugger off. Yeah. And uh, since so that's, that's the only place I go for my fuel, it gets disappointing when I'm solace and like, oh man, I can't see out my window. And then I got to pull into a gas station and yeah. in park and I wipe my windows and then I drive off and you can see the angry look of the attendant going, hey! <laughs> yeah, do He's like, no, I didn't. I'm just using your water um, and, and using your air. Your water and, and your squeegee. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we do the same. <laughs> I actually ended up buying a, um, a pump for my scooter because I went to this um, this one of the 7-Eleven servos here and uh, so we call them servos here in Australia because we okay. like to put an O on the end of everything instead of service stations <laughs> because really they're not service stations anymore. No one comes out and actually puts the fuel in your car for no. you anymore. So they're servos. Um, so we go, I go to the servo and um, uh, try and use the air pump 
And it's one of these ones that's digital. So you, you tap in the number you want, then it fills it up to that, that PSI. Oh, nice. Um, but the thing is, it was malfunctioning. So instead of blowing up the tires, it took the air out of the tires and didn't <laughs> give it back to me. And I went, well, you suck. So I, <laughs> I ended up going down to the shops and buying a bike pump which allows me to like one of those really high capacity bike pumps okay. and it allows me to pump up the tires um, as much as I want when I want and doesn't require any power. So it's, it was a, a very good $40 investment. Um, How much of a culture shock would it be for you to drive into a gas station and have somebody come out, you know, f- ask what kind of fuel you want, fill it up for you, check your tire pressure, pop the hood, check your oil level, I, that would make my head spin today, I think. <laughs> yeah, there are only a couple of, I think there are a couple of service stations here in Brisbane that do actually offer that service still. There's like one or two that are like family run mm. and they actually pride themselves in service. And they will actually come and, you know, fill up your car for you and you just stay in the car and, you know, they will they will do it all for you. But I think, I don't know how you actually pay. They must have like a portable FPOS machine now. But in the past, of course, you just give them 20 bucks. And they go and get you change, and you drive well, see, when off. I was, when I was a kid, you had your the the gas station only credit card, right? Oh, it was specific right. to the gas station. Uh, there was no magnetic strips on the back of your cards. It just had the numbers, you know, raised numbers. I mean, that was how all the credit cards were back when I was a young and and uh, and then they had the little uh, device that you know you put the card in, you put the piece of paper over the top of it, and you went. <laughs> And you, oh you, yes, you went across and made oh. the it made the carbon imprint, right? Yes, oh. it was actually a charge card. It was a charge how, card. Yes, how yeah. and how I wanted to be a gas station attendant when I was little, just so I could operate that <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing. I remember those. Yeah, and then the of course, the time when the guy went to do it, and the and the paper slightly wrinkled in it, and just shredded the paper. I'm like, yeah. oh, and get all mad and have to start a new one. Yeah, yep, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, because they had to write up the they had to write up the bill first, uh-huh. and then they had to swap the card. So they basically gave you the the piece of paper. Say, is that correct? And then, right, and then they had this. Well, ours had this giant cash register, if you will, but mm. it wasn't really a cash register. But it had all these buttons on it, and they punched in the various buttons. And basically, what that was doing was rotating the tumblers for to stamp onto you know through the carbon. It was basically a typewriter for the carbon sheet. Essentially, and that's what printed out the form that then they ran your charge card over the top of. Right, and then they gave you that as your receipt. You kiddies don't understand what it was like growing up when we did not have the internet and we did not have cell phones in our pockets. Yep, get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I don't know. I think they are planning, getting back to Carl's Jr., of course. Um, They they are going to Oh, are we circling around? Oh, okay. <laughs> just just to dovetail it. So at the moment, there's a, a one down the Gold Coast or Bateau Bay. Actually, that's like right right down New South Wales, and the other one is at Brisbane Airport. So I could actually go for a drive out to Brisbane Airport and try one of these burgers. Well, enjoy um, yourself a Western bacon if I can uh, recommend anything from Carl's. Western. Let's have a look. So this is a thick burger or just a charcoal regular regular, but you can get it as a thick burger too if you'd like. Oh, a double Western bacon cheeseburger. Let's take a look at that. Oh, look at that. So you get bacon. Double cheese and yep. onion rings. Yep. Um, on a sesame seed bun Ooh, with the barbecue yeah, sauce. With the barbecue sauce, yeah, that looks pretty good. Mmm. Oh, that looks pretty tasty. And I could actually go and park in the car park there. They have twenty minutes for free at the airport, so I could park, run in, get the burger, and then 
get back on the bike and run back out again and not get to pay. Only in Australia would you actually run to the airport to grab a bite to eat. <laughs> and then and then go away. I know, it's crazy. That's the only place you can get a Carl's. So for the time being. For the time being, yeah. Um, so I, I discovered that uh, uh, somebody who has an even more niche uh, hobby, well, actually, it's probably larger than ours, but it certainly as hell seems niche to me. Um, ham radio operators. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a pretty it's even smaller subset than pinball machine lovers. I, I don't know if it is a smaller subset or not. I think they're better funded. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's certainly a popular hobby. Like, there's a lot of very passionate enthusiasts out there for ham radio. Yeah. So, you know, I started talking... Uh, talking to this guy about it just more from the aspect of oh us being podcasters and and wondering what it is that a ham ham radio operator even does other than has you know a giant tower in his backyard with an mm. antenna um <laughs> or a customized license plate that you know it says what his handle is um yeah. and you know so i was like oh do you know are you able to broadcast music or do you uh do people do shows and he looked at me with this strange look on his face like what the hell are you talking about you know <laughs> I'm like i'm not a moron i swear and uh and he was like no it's illegal to broadcast music and nobody has a show he says people will talk with each other but and he goes and then he, <laughs> i could tell that he didn't look too fondly upon those people he's like they just like to yak like I'm not much of a yacker. <laughs> and, so uh, what do you do with your radio then? That's, like... that's what I was wondering, right? Because I mean, they spend thousands of dollars on this on this gear and equipment, and he yeah. he had been doing it for 25 plus years, or maybe 30 or whatever. And he starts telling me, "Oh yeah, you got to take a test, and you know, to get your license, and then after so many years, you can go from a, a six-letter call sign down to a four-letter call sign, but in order to get that." there's only so many of those that are even existent. So basically you have to wait for somebody to die before you can, can even get one of those. And there's this, and so there's so many years that you have to be able to, you know, have been a ham uh, radio operator. And then you have to go take this test. And I was like, what kind of test is it? And it's technical jargon beyond belief. I mean, you got to, it's it's all about you know how many ohms are passing through cables and and you know what kind of antennas you got to set up and what's your radius and distance. Wow. I mean, it's like he said he spent a month studying hardcore for this test because um, it only Jeez. pops up like once a year for in you know in anyone's in area, area or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's um, such a, again because it's such a niche hobby. Right, like, they've been doing these every month. <laughs> and so I said, so I said I, I was like, well, then what do you do? He's like, well, then you you make contact with other radio operators. Uh, but you're not allowed. You don't want to yak, like because oh, you know yakking. Right. So I said, okay. And then what? And he goes, well, then it's, you know you fill out a log, and that person sends you a card, and that verifies that you made contact with them. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> that and, was. And then you talk about how big your tower is, and. Uh, <laughs> no, then you know, then you're done. Then that's it. That's that's the extent of it. And I thought there's wow. got to be more to, you know, this hobby than that, right? Well, there is. It's, <laughs> but it's. It, it reminds me a lot of people that do uh, geocaching. Um, yeah, yeah. Walk around and finding the little capsules with stuff in it. Yeah, that right. seems like so, a fun hobby. So it turns out that uh, every place on the earth has a, a designated signal, you might say, or oh. a designated location. Um, and what 
people do is they go to these they want it the more remote the better in their opinion basically they go to these yeah. remote locations and set up an operating site and then uh -oh. people contact them and that's when they send out their little cards or whatever and then they'll close up shop and leave right because it's uh -huh. some desolate island that nobody inhabits and yeah, right. in order to even be get onto these islands you've got to you know follow all your government filings and then you've got to you know you only have X amount of time that you can be there. And so basically you're mounting an expedition and you've got to secure all so your you transport. You've got to secure all your power. You've got to secure your temporary housing. Um, you know, all this stuff, you got to ship it to the location, build it, set it up, start firing out your signal, have people contact you and then break it all back down, put it all on the boat and drive away. So it's very much, it's kind of like an adventures thing more or less. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the more remote the location, the more people get excited about it, apparently. <laughs> and, and, and it becomes, as an, uh, a site operator, the challenge is to filter out the mass amounts of people that are trying to contact you. Uh, ah. Because you have to have a clean contact with every single person. And it, so oh, then it becomes right. a matter of how many contacts can you do in X amount of period of time. So you've got those people that want to do the expeditions, and then you've got the other people that are trying to make the contact. And so the thrill for them is to make these new contacts and see if um, they can dial it in, essentially. And then he said mm -hmm. there's an even third subset, and those people are people that just like jamming other people's signals. Right. <laughs> Which That's... I thought was, was pretty funny that, that every hobby has those people. <laughs> that is really, really strange. So it's... It's almost like, you know how we say picks or it didn't happen here for the ham radio um, uh, community. It's cards or it didn't happen. Right. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much. So it was one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of times when I tell people that I'm into pinball, they just kind of give me this look and they're like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, I haven't thought about pinball in years, <laughs> you know, but the ham radio operator, I mean, you see them all the time. You know, you see people with their the towers in their backyards and stuff. But I just never understood what exactly it was they did. And I kind of thought, oh, I bet podcasting is, you know, or the internet has killed a lot of this. And it's like, nope, <laughs> not in the least. This is a, this is an analog-ish subset. <laughs> I actually found out, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article, as I do, and I thought that HAM might actually stand for something, like an, an acronym or initialism, but it's not. The term HAM radio was first a pejorative that mocked amateur radio operators with a 19th century term for being bad at something, like HAM-fisted or HAM-actor. Uh -huh. It had already been used for bad wired telegraph operators, so a HAM telegraph operator was a crappy one. So <laughs> the community said, hey, that's pretty funny. Let's just use that. And, <laughs> um, and they just ran with it. So... Um, uh, there have been other explanations for the name, but really that is the canonical reason because it was just, oh yeah, some ham operator, you know, ham radio operator. Um, as as the, uh, the old TV uh, logo used to say, the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> I know that's completely <laughs> lost on you, Jared, but anybody here in America uh, knows what, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we heard of story here of some construction worker. <laughs> that made it over to you, did it? <laughs> yes, it did make it over to us. Some construction worker went to the bathroom in a porta john and uh, went to the sit-down variety, at which point a spider mm, bit him on the weenus. Uh, yeah. That's right. And 
<laughs> yes, that's the shriek of my wife in the background because she loathes spiders, and she also knows of how big these spiders in Australia are. Um, yeah. He was able to capture the spider and take it with him to the hospital, at which point I forget what the type is, but it's basically for us here in America, a cousin of the Black Widow. It's um, called a redback spider, which yes, there was, basically like the black. There was swelling, there was pain, mm. and um, it, it didn't fall off. <laughs> it didn't fall off. <laughs> and no, nobody had to suck out the poison. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was the first time. Yes, um, that was the first time. So then it turns yeah. out the guy goes back to work, doesn't use a portajon for the next, you know, like six months. Yeah, Finally, is like, I really got to go. Goes back, checks the seat, looks around. Nope, doesn't see any problem. Sits goes to his business, bam, gets bit again. Yeah. In almost the exact same spot. Same spider <laughs> likes to taste the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So with with which we were just like, what are the odds of of that actually happening? The radio hosts that were telling the story, they were like, maybe he just missed the limelight and made up the story so he could get back in the limelight. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the the article suggested that it he could he didn't actually cite the spider. But he knew it was a spider bite. So it may not have actually been a red back that bit him again, but it was certainly another spider that got him in the same place. So, yeah. Um, lesson uh, learned, poo at your house. Yeah. <laughs> or lesson learned, take a big can of Mortine and spray the bejeebas out of the bowl. <laughs> so don't get, don't bring air freshener into a port of Bring Mortine. Yeah, bring your fast can of Raid down. with you. Uh, yeah. Fast <laughs> knockdown. And then watch all the spiders go from underneath the underneath the toilet. And don't forget the flush when you see them all coming down. Uh, oh boy, yeah. Well, this show just took a decidedly wrong turn, and with that, we're going to end it. So, okay, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, uh, why don't you do that? The show is at Blockade. I am at Shut Your Traps. He is at Jared Morgs. Or you can yep. go to our website blockadepinball.com. Hey, if you go there, you can uh, see every single podcast we've ever done, download them, listen to them, share them with a friend, uh, bump up our numbers because that would be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> you could always, uh, if you feel like flying the flag of the t-shirt like I did on set, you can go ahead and do that. Go to represent.com forward slash blockade slash shirts. But blockade shirt. dash, I think. Shirt. Black yes, I was about to say t-shirt, and then I realized it's not t-shirt. It's just it's shirt. Shirt. Or take yes. a look at the show notes because we have links that you can click on for your convenience. It is so much more convenient that way than actually trying to, you know, type this stuff. Verbalize in. it. Verbalize it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our for, uh, show for this week. Uh, next week, there's a high likelihood we'll be talking about <laughs> pinball. Um, oh, I'm going to Maybe less um, sausage-loving spiders. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot less sausage-loving spiders. Um, yeah. Oh, I did want to uh, highlight one other thing. Last week, I had mentioned the uh, TV show The Exorcist that I had not watched it. I went ahead and watched it last week, and uh, that was the surprise for me. Pretty dang good. Uh, oh, yeah? Mm. Pretty, yeah. So I, uh, I think that's a safe bet for, for viewership if you want to uh, get up on, on that. Oh, very good. I am warning people off MacGyver. <laughs> I have heard horrible, horrible, horrible things about that. So yes, yes. I'm staying far clear away from that. Mm, yeah, me too. Do not want. 
Alrighty. Well, that's enough blathering on our part. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. You can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening, play some pinball.